Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Good morning. I want to I wanna ask you what you're chasing. What, what are you after? What, what is your goal? What, what, is, what is your purpose? What are you chasing? And what are you going to do with it when you find it? What is it? What do you want so bad that you go after it every day and you are going to continue to go after it until you get a hold of it? This week I was in a, uh, a group of guys and we talked about a treasure map and we actually drew out our treasure maps. I don't, I don't mean to, for you guys to all do this. But let's say, let's say you're going to draw a treasure map. And I want you all just to get a mind picture of this. You set a piece of paper down in front of you, and you're going to put an X in the corner, right? And there's going to be a starting point. What's your X? What, what is it that you're going for? What's the treasure? What is it that you want the most? What do you think this life is and are you going to have it in abundance when you hit that X? Now, we drew some. Uh, I think there are a couple of the guys that are in here. Uh, somebody just drew a solid straight line right to, right to the X. You know, that's, that, we'd all like that, wouldn't we? Uh, but, of course, mine was almost like a maze, you know, where you go over here and, oh, you can't get out that way. So you go back and start again until you find the right one. What's your map look like? And along the way... Now, everybody knows what a treasure map looks like, right? Um, you know, you go in the water, and there are sharks, and then you go up on the land, and then you go a little further, and there's a volcano. There's always obstacles in your way to get to the treasure. Whatever it is you're seeking, there's going to be these obstacles. But also along the way are going to be blessings. And uh, some of the treasure maps I were looking at, they would find some coins, or they would find food, or they would find shelter. I actually made a little list here somewhere. The obstacles were volcanoes, sharks, mountains, deserts, and pirates. (laughs) I'm sorry if anybody's a pirate in here. I don't mean to offend you. (laughs) Uh, The blessings along the way, they found coins, they found a boat, they found shelter, food, and they found weapons. (laughs) We want those, don't we? What is your X? What is your treasure you're going for? What are you chasing? What are you shooting for? And we actually talked about some of the goals that people have. So your health, is that one of your goals? Your wealth, your happiness, your comfort, your position. I get this. I used to be in the corporate world, right? Stomp on people to get your way. No, you guys didn't do that, huh? No, we didn't do that. Your future, your family. What is your X? What do you want? What are you chasing? Here's some of the questions that we asked too. Uh, what are your obstacles? Now on your map, as you draw, what are the obstacles that you've either seen or expect to see? What, what about the blessings? What, what about the goals? On your map, as you're getting to the X, what are you going to go through? What are you going to go past? 
This is life. Was it a maze with dead ends? Mine was. I thought I knew what I was doing and I didn't. And then I tried another route and that didn't work. Is there more than one path on your map? Or is there just one? You have a goal, you have an X, you have a treasure you're going after, and there's one path. Are you on it? Who's with you? If you're married and have a spouse, are they with you? Are you shooting for the same treasure? Are your paths going to remain the same, or are they going to part and come back together maybe and part again? What's your map look like? And what are you going to do when you get it? What are you going to do when you get to the X? What does that mean to you? What does that look like? So I was reading a parable this week, and uh, this is kind of what started this whole thing. It is a short two-sentence parable that a lot of people have difficulty with, and I want to try to explain it to you. Matthew 13, 44. I'm going to use the NIV version here. This is Jesus speaking. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Is that confusing to you? It kind of should be. Because if you don't know the culture and don't understand what's going on, you'll never understand the parable. First of all, you have to understand that the, the Philistines were famous for burying things, burying something of value. And what used to happen was they would die before they dug it back up. So people were always looking for hidden treasures. It was just something. So in this parable, it says, when he found it, do you think the man was seeking it, or do you think he just stumbled on it? Lance, can you just leave that that verse up there? When a man found it, was he seeking a treasure, or did he just stumble on it? Are you seeking your treasure? Whatever it is, whatever you had in your mind, whatever the X marks the spot, are you seeking it? How often do you look for it? What do you do to prepare for it? Who are you going to take with you? What's going to happen along the way? When a man found it, he hid it again. He hid it again. So, now, here's your map. Think about your map, and you're wandering along, and you find it. You're going to hide it again? Why, why would you do that? And then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. I can, I, can, I can understand this immense joy. And i got to explain a couple things that I think are probably obvious. The, the treasure that he found was Christ. This is what this parable is about. And a man found it. Was he seeking it, or did he just stumble upon it? When he found it, he hid it again. Now, you know, this, this doesn't make much sense to me thinking about it. If I was walking along and I found a treasure... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pick it up and run with it. 
Would you? If you found your treasure, what would you do with it? How would you use it? Would you share it with anybody? So what he does is he buries it again and goes and sells everything he has and buys the whole field. So in this parable, the treasure that he found was Christ. I believe the reason that he hid it again was because it wasn't his. He actually would have been stealing. It was somebody else's field. What's he doing out there to begin with? And when he found the treasure, he would have known it wasn't his. It wasn't his for the taking. So he buried it again and he did the right thing. He went and bought the whole field. Now it's his. Now it's his for the taking. Now, this thing where it says sell everything, I don't want you to think this is literal to where you would have to go into poverty and sell everything that you have to buy this thing. The concept of selling what you had, now they were makers of things. They, they made tents and nets. You have to understand the culture, right? There wasn't corporate offices or anything. So they were family businesses, and they'd pass it down from one to the other. When you sell everything you have, I often think of that as your inventory, your product, whatever it is that you have to sell. He went and sold it all and bought the entire field. Why did he buy the entire field when he could have just taken the treasure and ran with it? If you were looking for your treasure and you stumbled across it, whether you were looking for it or not, you would pick it up and you would run with it. And this man did not because it wasn't his for the taking. And when he buys the whole field, you have to understand that the whole field is actually the whole spectrum of God. Right? So many Christians want to just get the treasure and go use it. I'm going to take this treasure. Oh, boy. Immense joy. It says he had joy. Immense joy. Salvation. Eternal life. I'm going to take it. Instead, he sold everything and bought the whole field. You've got to understand that the whole field would consist of thorns. It would make him so he was susceptible to drought or flooding. It's the whole concept of the kingdom. It's not just the treasure. And Christians do this. They come to Christ and they want all the good stuff. We just want the good stuff. Instead of accepting the whole field, the whole spectrum, the whole realm of what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it, what troubles are going to be along the way, See, we don't want that. We want easy. We want Christ to come into our lives and fix everything that we've been asking for and not do what it says. He tells us that there's trouble along the way. We actually should be preparing for this on our map. There's going to be problems along the way. And you have to learn to to cope with these things as you go along. In this world, you will have trouble. That's what Scripture says. So why would you think you could just find Christ and hold on to him and, and nothing bad's ever going to happen again? This is, the, this is the theory of the genie in the lamp, right? You're just going to pull him out and rub him once in a while and get what you want. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will hold you. With my righteous right hand. You understand this means that there's going to be problems, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't have to strengthen you. 
He tells us that there are going to be problems. How many times does it say, fear not? That's because there's fear. He wouldn't have to say that if there was no fear. So in this whole spectrum, this whole realm of a Christian, you have things that you have to deal with. You can't just take the good stuff. You can't just take scripture and pull out of it what you want and not deal with the rest. This becomes a lifestyle in how to deal with problems. The Bible, the scripture, is not necessarily to tell you how you can have good stuff. It also teaches you how to cope with things, what to do in certain situations. And, of course, we don't want those situations. Those are the things that we're praying to God for and trying to rub the lamp. Fix my finances. right? Fix my relationships instead of actually dealing with them. We don't want to cope with these things along the way. The whole field would consist of weeds, care, trouble, droughts, floods, storms, and also those that trespass on it. You see, he actually was a trespasser to begin with. When he found the treasure, it was not his for the taking. And you see, he didn't just find it. We don't just find this. We have to seek this. And the reason that he buried it back again and hid it was because it wasn't his for the taking. It wasn't rightly his. He could have just taken the treasure and ran away. And this is what people do in Christianity. They don't understand the whole spectrum of the kingdom of God and what it's going to consist of. And of course, you just want to get to your ex. You just want to get to the treasure. The quickest route, the shortest route. I was talking to somebody the other day. They said, oh, you know, Freeport was uh, only 17 miles. And I'm like, well, on my odometer, it says 23 miles. Well, they explained to me this meant the way the crows fly. Well, it's not. If you can fly, it's only going to be. But if you're going to get there the way I do, it's going to be 23 miles. Maybe they got some gifts I don't know about. I haven't seen anybody fly yet. I tried once. It's because I read that all things were possible through Christ. You see, you're using that all wrong. That, that verse is actually when Paul is in trouble and he can withstand it. He can get through it with Christ. I don't want people to come to know Christ just thinking they're going to get the good stuff. And, and we do this. We come to Christ in our time of, of crisis. And I, I imagine a lot of you are probably like that. And I guess I kind of was too. You know, things are bad. Something's wrong. You finally get to that point, right? This is the last resort instead of a first thing, right? The last resort. Help me, God. I can't do this anymore. I just can't do it. And you want the treasure, and then you're going to go right back to living the lifestyle that you were before. That's not Christianity. Christianity is buying the whole field, and you will find the treasure in this whole field. But you have to put up with everything. It tells us that. Of course, you're going to find some blessings along the way. I'm going to, I'm going to read a few of these. The Lord will guide you all always. He will satisfy your needs. Oh, There you go. That's what you came to Christ for. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. 
You surround them with your favor. Uh-huh. You all prayed for that this morning, I'll bet. Lord, give me the favor. In his anger, it lasts only for a moment. But in his favor, it lasts a lifetime. The quick treasure will only last a little while. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk with him. You want that, don't you? You want that. But you don't want to go out and pull the weeds. You don't want to twist your ankle stepping in a hole. You now own the whole field. And there's a lot of responsibility to it. And you have to take care of it in a certain way. But when you're seeking the treasure, you're going to have to go through these things. And when you find the treasure, you're going to have to go through these things. Each and every one of us has had trouble in our lives that we didn't want. Maybe some of you have, and I don't know. What did it take for you to even start looking for the treasure? Were you already on the map? So the map that you drew in your head, where were you on the map today? You drew the map. You started down here. Oh, maybe you started over here. I started over here. X was up here. Where are you at right now? Where are you at trying to get to the treasure? Are you almost there? Are you just starting? Did your map actually have you at birth? So then you're somewhere in the middle up here, or are you getting closer to the X all the time? First of all, you've got to figure out what your X is. How close are you? Can you see it? Are you looking for it? How bad do you want it? And what are you going to do with it when you get it? For those of you that have children, they want and they want and they want and they want. And a good parent would not give them something that they are not ready for or wouldn't use it right. Now, uh, I'll pick on Abby so I don't offend any of you. I'm sorry, Abby. That's part of being a pastor's kid. Uh, Abby was maybe six years old. She wanted this, uh, this crotch rocket. You guys know what a crotch rocket is? Most of you, right? And uh, she, she raced motocross when she was little. So she knew how to ride and everything. But she wanted this little, it was called a pocket rocket. And she thought that it would be street legal. And you know what? I went ahead and got her the pocket rocket. But I wasn't going to let her use it the way she wanted to. I gave her the blessing as long as she used it the way I intended it to be used. Not the way she thought it could be used. What's going to happen when you find your treasure? Are you going to use it in the right way? Is the Lord going to grant you that, that treasure? Because maybe you might not be using it right. Maybe your intentions are not pure. Maybe your motive is a little bit different. All right, everybody think about what their X was on the map. What if you got it right now? What would you do with it? Would you give any glory to the one that put it in the field? Would you acknowledge the almighty God that made it possible? Or would you use it to get what you wanted, do what you wanted, accomplish everything that you wanted, share it with other people, and until they got too pushy, then you'd take it away from them too. 
right now. Got your treasure. What are you going to do with it? Do you understand that on God's treasure map, you have to cope with yourself first? And this can be a, this can be a real issue, right? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Oh, wait a minute, is that part of buying the field? I just want the treasure. If you don't humble yourself, he will. He'll humble you. And that's not going to be fun. That wasn't part of the deal coming to Christ. Humility is a forgotten virtue. Virtue is behavior, having good moral standards. Often confused with weakness and being timid, humility is about knowing your proper place in the world without flaunting it. Can you do that first? Would you be like that if you found your treasure? What if you found it? I just asked you what you'd do with it. This is part of buying the whole field. You have to humble yourself. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. There's going to be trouble. It's part of buying the whole field. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they will produce us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. See, you want the last forever part, right? But you don't want to do the whole spectrum. If you were looking for your map... And whoever you took with you, your spouse or whatever, are they looking for the same treasure? What if you found yours first? What if they're different treasures? What if you found yours first? Would you continue to help the other person find theirs? So encourage one another and build each other up. Part of buying the whole field. Would you take your treasure and run away with it? I got mine, you get yours? Don't anybody laugh. Would you help them find theirs? Would you use your treasure to help them find theirs? Would you take some of your treasure and say, I'll help you find your treasure? Or would you just take it and go with it? I got mine. Woohoo! See you back home if you ever find yours. The obstacles along the way are actually a battle with a spiritual realm that don't want you to succeed. Jesus said to them, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You have to cope with your past. And can you leave it behind you? Is the treasure you're seeking going to help you with your past that you want to get rid of? Forgiving yourself, forgiving others, it's part of the field. Or was that your treasure? Being able to forgive others, 
I'll bet that wasn't anybody's treasure. Lord, give me the ability to love one another and forgive one another. Anybody have that for the X? It was all us. It was for me. It was for you. Your X is for you. Not very many people actually thought about somebody else when they were picturing their map, right? That's your map. That's your X. That's your treasure. What if, what if you were with somebody else and you found their treasure? But yours was nowhere in sight. What would you do? Would you celebrate with them? If you found your treasure first and the other person couldn't find theirs, would you mourn with them? There's not a lot of times where Jesus is speaking just about himself. You see, Christianity really doesn't mean you. It's the church and all that are involved. And we should all have similar treasures and we should all be helping one another find their X. Whether you found yours already or not, you should turn around and take your treasure and help somebody else find theirs. Are you seeking it or are you just hoping to stumble upon it? You know, I, I say this quite often, but you can, you can pray for your finances. You can pray for a million dollars. And if you just sit down and wait for it to fall out of the sky, you're probably going to be sitting there a while. But if Christ gives you an opportunity to earn, that's the blessing where you could get your million dollars. So if you're not seeking the treasure, what makes you think it's just going to fall out of the sky? Did anybody have a map where they started down here and just going to expect the X to fall on them? Right? The X marks the spot, right? Well, I'm just going to wait till it slides down the page over to here. No, you have to seek it. You have to find it. You at least have to look for it. The reason it wasn't just out in the open in this parable is because it's not something that you can actually see. It's something that you have to seek. If a treasure was just sitting on top of the ground somewhere, everybody would see it. It's something, you see, that's being saved by fact and not saved by faith. Saved by faith. Faith is actually defined in the, in the uh, Bible as something that you cannot see. You are certain of something you cannot see. When you seek, you have to find it. You can't just always just look around for it. You have to ask for it. Where is it? Somebody help me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Show me where it's at. I've been looking for a long time and I cannot find it. Will the worship team get ready? I want you to take your map and I'm going to help you modify it a little bit. So, I would hope that your map had an X and you were on your way to the X and along there I wanted you to put some obstacles or something that was going to hinder you from finding it. We all have an enemy. And along the way, too, you're, all, you're going to find some blessings. Isn't this kind of a map of Christianity? Right? And your X would be your e eternal life? Or is the X salvation? 
If the X was salvation, I will hope you would have had it by now. So what I want you to do is take your map and not so much turn it upside down, but take the X and put it down at the start. This is Christianity. You get the treasure. Then you go across the map. And when you go across this map, you're going to use Scripture to show you that there's going to be blessings along the way, there's going to be obstacles along the way, and how to do it. And then, when you reach the end, is when life in abundance actually starts. You are actually given the treasure first. You can accept Christ anytime. That's the treasure. Right now, right here today, your map can start new. No more dead ends, no more mazes. The lines are probably still going to go up and down. Is your line solid, or is it a dash? Mine was a dash. And I always like to say that these are the, the good and the bad. Maybe the idle in, in the joyful times. It goes back and forth. You go up, you go down, you go through the sharks, you go around the volcano. But you find the coins, you find the boat, you find shelter. If you got the treasure first, what would your map look like? Would your line look anything like God's? If, if you come to know Christ, can you just picture for a minute that he gives you a treasure map and says, I'm giving you the treasure right now. Your eternal life will start right now. And here is the map that I have all planned out for you. Yes, there's going to be some obstacles along the way. Yes, there's going to be heartache. Yes, there's going to be problems. But I also will bless you as you go. I will give you what you need. Why don't you quit seeking what you want? Rip up your treasure map. You've already got the treasure, or you can have it today. And then the map is what he has for you. And you're going to use your treasure along the way. If you found your treasure and the other person didn't, would you take it and just leave? Would you just go off the map? I'm done. I found my treasure. See, that's not Christianity. Christianity is taking the treasure that you're given and use it for the good of other people, for the good of the kingdom of God, to reach the lost, to encourage one another, to build one another up, to pray with one another. This is the church. This is why we come together. Because you've already got the treasure. These are things that we get together to encourage one another because their map's not done yet. But they've already got the treasure. And this is what God has for you. Can you just accept it? Do you want to take God's map and, and erase the line and say, I don't, want to, I don't want to go up the volcano. I don't want to do that. Well, then give me the treasure back. No, I don't, I don't want to swim with the sharks. I, I don't want that. Even if you give me the boat, I'm not going to go out there. Then that's not your path. That's his path for you. And if you don't want to go down his path, that's your choice. But his path is the only one that, that leads to eternal life. I want you to just take a minute right now and think about the, the favor of God, the, the blessings, the treasure just being deposited on you.
This is your treasure right here. You can have it right now. And you can look at your map different. This is a, a good example of what happened. When Christ died, we died with him. When he was risen, we rose with him too. You are new. You get a new map. And it starts right now. And it starts with the treasure in hand. And then you use it as you go along. When he was resurrected, you were resurrected. Can you just take a minute and think about that treasure? You have eternal life just by accepting the X on the map. And it can start right now. You can have a new map. When he died, your old self died. When he rose, you were a new creation. All you need to do is accept the X. Let's go back to your map for a minute. If your X was up in the corner and you left it up in there, that's what we call self-righteousness. You're trying to get to the X your own way, on your own path and on your own terms. And all these obstacles are going to be scary. We got the sharks and the volcanoes and whatever you thought of was going to be your obstacle along the way. But Christ dying for us, his blood shed, hanging on a cross that you should be put up there, washed our sins away. And we are granted this treasure. All we need to do is believe in him and try to follow the whole spectrum, the whole field, the best that you can. Sure, you're going to mess up. And sure, there's still going to be trouble. But you see, now he's equipped you for the trouble. Now you don't have to be scared anymore. Your grave will be empty too. You will step from one realm right into the next. You do not have to be afraid to go through the obstacles now because he's equipped you to do it. That could very well be part of the plan. And you know what? Those volcanoes that we want to go around and the sharks we don't want to swim with, there's probably somebody in the water that needs you. Why can't you save them? Maybe somebody's on that volcano, on that mountain, and doesn't know how to get down. He needs you to follow these paths and go through these obstacles because there's people there that need you. If you could just get to them and tell them you can have the treasure right now, you don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to make your own way. You can have the treasure now and then just follow his plan and it will be just fine. You'll be equipped to deal with whatever he puts you through. And I want to give you the opportunity right now. I don't do altar calls or make you raise your hand or anything, but I'm going to pray a prayer. And all you got to do is pray along with me right in your heart. And it's got to be meaningful. It has to be genuine. And this time, you can have a brand new map and start with the treasure. You get to be equipped to go through the map. You don't have to be scared anymore. With Christ, you will forever live. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for for having Jesus come to earth and show us the love that you had. To show us how we can do these things. What is best for us. Father, I want to to try to follow that the best that I can. And God, I just want to admit I'm a sinner. I am not all good. I have really messed up. But I know that believing in Jesus Christ that my sins died with him and I was resurrected with him, a new Christian, a new creation. God, thank you so much for that. And from this day forward, I want to commit my life 
to doing the best that I can so that the obstacles will not be so scary, that I don't have to avoid them as much as I need to look for the opportunity in the storm. Thank you so much for what you've done for me because I cannot do it myself. In Jesus' name, amen.